Hey guys, welcome back to the Max Spence Business Podcast. Today I have a very special guest, but before I jump into that, uh, if you guys like the content I'm putting out, you know, the people I'm interviewing, please, you know, like, subscribe, leave a review. Uh, I would love for you to go over to Apple Podcast and actually, you know, leave a like and also a review of the podcast. Uh, but without further ado, so today's guest is Matt Shackle. So Matt Shackle uh, is uh, with CBRE. He's an industrial uh, sales agent. Uh, it's great having you on the show, Matt. Yeah, thanks, Max. I appreciate it. Awesome, awesome. So, why don't we jump into the intro a little bit about uh, you know who who you are and sort of uh, what got you into real estate and the industrial side of real estate? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, my father Ian Chappell has been in the business for uh, almost thirty years now, uh, and him and his old old partner Jim Shotton were the ones that founded CBRE in Ottawa twenty years ago last year. So we're on our twenty first year. And I've been with the company for about four years now and licensed for, uh, for three years. So um, real estate was kind of in the family. Uh, like I said, my dad was, uh, has been in it for quite some time. And I kind of thought after leaving university, that is what I wanted to do. And um, ever since getting into the field, I've enjoyed it. It's been challenging for sure. But uh, for the most part, it, it is quite rewarding uh, at the end of the day when you put the hard work and time into it. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, so, so, so you got into the industrial side w- w- with your dad and stuff. Uh, so w- what were the first few years like when you actually jumped into uh, making that transition from, you, you know, university to actually going into industrial sales? Yeah, no. So <laughs> coming out of university was, uh, it was a huge challenge because again, four years at uh, Dalhousie University, you know, living a life with my, my best friends and then going to school. And again, you're a student, there's not a whole whack of uh, responsibilities. And, you know, when you come into the real world and take a job with, uh, with people that are quite professional at what they've been doing here in the real estate uh, community here in Ottawa, especially at CBRE, we're, we're known to be the best of the best uh, in, in Ottawa's commercial real estate world. Um, so it was a bit of a wake up call. Again, I was no longer a student. I was a uh, I guess kind of uh, the rent of the office starting out. Um, but I learned pretty quickly that, um, you know, if you put the hard work and the time into it and, and the knowledge and, and you listen to your, uh, I guess your peers and your colleagues that you will learn quite a bit uh, very quickly. And again, I've learned a lot through my, uh, through my father. And again, we're now, we're now partners in the business. So um, just had, uh, had my ears open and I was ready to listen and, uh, you know, it kind of came naturally over uh, over time. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually seen you uh, seen some of your posts on LinkedIn and stuff, and you guys are doing quite well with like you know the properties you're uh, you're selling and also listing. Like you guys are pretty active. Like every sort of month, you have like another sale or another thing happening, and they're not like small. They're quite big uh, deals that you guys are doing, which is awesome for for your guys uh, for your guys team and stuff, which must be pretty exciting on your yeah. End. No. No. For sure. I appreciate that. Um, Definitely that, uh, that's come over, uh, I guess, again, the last three years of trying to build a pipeline and, you know, build a network of uh, clients that are willing to use you and, and use your services. So, um, yeah, getting those listings is, is one thing, and then it's a completely different thing to, to sell it and have a successful transaction uh, occur. Um, but, it, again, it takes that time and that effort and putting the puzzle pieces together. I mean, Ottawa is small enough where you usually typically find a, a buyer for a property or a seller that's willing to sell. Again, it is quite tough to convince someone to sell and, you know, demonstrate to them what market prices are and uh, what the values are of the, of the industrial real estate world. So um, 
putting those puzzle pieces together would be the hardest thing to do, but it is very rewarding. Like I said before, when you, excuse me, close the deal. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and everyone's happy at the end of the day. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, what, what like, like you were saying, you spent a lot of time in the first three years doing developing a lot of new business for you know your guys' team and stuff. Uh, what 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 did that sort of involve? Let's say if somebody's like you know a real estate agent that's just getting into let's say commercial real estate or residential real estate, and they sort of have ambition or ambition or goals of going into you know commercial class real estate. Uh, what did you sort of do to like? What was your sort of day in the life sort of trying to you know expand the business? Yeah. So first things first is you got to learn the market and understand who the players are, uh, who the tenants are, who the owner occupiers are, who the, the investors are, the pension funds. You, you got to understand it from A to Z. Um, you got to understand the vacancy rate, the market nodes, the East end, the West end, South end. Um, and again, who, what tenants are in the market for space. So uh, the most challenging part I had was trying to put, again, all those puzzle pieces together. You know, you may see a large tent out looking for space and you have a listing that could work for them but then there's another 10 other listings that could work for them as well that aren't your listings. So you can only really control your product. Um, but yeah, for the most part, um, it's, it's really about getting out there, door knocking, getting your face in front of people, hoping to get a few signs up in the process. Uh, cause signage is, is huge here in Ottawa cause it's a smaller market and people will recognize your names and your branding and your logo. Um, but again, it's getting your stride. So, uh, and building that confidence because when you come in you're at zero you're at ground zero you've got nothing you've got no background um, and you just got to go out there and you know be confident and uh, hope that uh, people uh, rely on you and, and will want to use your services and it, it's, it's not simple but it is simple to explain you you got to demonstrate to someone that hey here's the value of using us here's why here's our track record and again that helped having my my father who's been in the business forever um, to be able to say, here's my senior partner, we're a team, this is how we work. And uh, we've been very successful over the last three years, um, again, since I've joined the company or since I've more specifically been licensed. Um, and uh, yeah, you, you kind of build your pipeline off of that. And again, it's, it's really about putting those puzzle pieces together and matching up, okay, who can go where, who wants to buy what, who wants to sell, what's the price, and then convincing everyone to, to basically go and do it and here's the reason why yeah yeah that that that, that, that must yeah. also have its own challenges in itself trying to you know be like well like you guys should sell now because of this reason the market's at its highest has ever been or and you know these there's buyers looking for your property and trying to convince everybody that you know on some sort of price to sort of negotiate and stuff must be pretty challenging <laughs> yeah exactly i mean and then like, like you said we, we are dealing with properties that are typically over a million dollars and some of them are in the tens of millions of dollars so um trying to work those numbers on the investment side when you have an investment property is, is completely different from selling just vacant land or, or an owner occupier vacant industrial building or, or whatever really the asset class is so you, you kind of got to wear your uh your thinking cap for each deal and then put your hat on on what, whatever asset class you're selling and if it's like again vacant land an industrial property that's pure investment or just an owner occupier investment or not even an investment property it's uh it's a vacant vacant industrial building so again yeah. we've got clients out there that have all different types of requirements and it's just trying to fulfill their needs and see where they can go and what uh, solution uh, we can offer them that 
Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So I, I sort of want to jump now into, uh, so what, what sort of happened? Like, you know, we're, we're in this pandemic. Uh, I, I know like, well, well, what I've seen is that industri- the industrial market's been performing quite well. Uh, I don't know if that's still the case or what, what's sort of happening with the industrial market right now in Ottawa. Yeah, no, absolutely. So if you, I guess, uh, rewind back to March is when COVID really hit. Um, you know, everyone kind of hit the brakes right away. Our investment deals, our lease deals, you name it, all kind of got put on hold because there's this major uncertainty, um, you know, in the market that what's going to happen. No one knew how long this was going to last for. And if you were to ask us back then in March, hey, would we be doing this here in October? People would probably say, no, no, we'd be fine. But here we are in it. Um, We're all trying to get through it. Um, but for the most part, like, listen, since March, it's been a very, there's been ebbs and flows and ups and downs. Um, it was very quiet when this first happened and we're all trying to understand what to do. How do we, how do we better ourselves? How do we make our clients more comfortable and aware of what's happening? So we're all in kind of panic mode and and emergency mode where we say, Hey, we got to reach to all our clients and have them understand what's happening and let them know that we're here for a resource you know, whether they need to sell, they need, you know, concrete evidence and information of, of what to do uh, and what's happening in the market. Um, and ultimately, it was just kind of to be there for them during this time and all these uncertainties. So, and that was really mostly for our tenants that have just signed large leases that are, you know, looking to, or that are had five-year deals and, and they're now you know, stopped dead in their tracks and their business revenues are now at almost zero. So, um that being said, that was the start of it is, okay, what do we do? How do we plan? And then as the months went on, you know, no one was allowed in the office. We're all working from home. Um, we were just, again, continuing to support our clients. We were not building a pipeline. We were not reaching out to our, uh, you know, to, to dig up more and new business because we knew it wasn't the right time. And we didn't want to be seen as ambulance chasers. And we knew that if we stick with our existing deals and our, our clients that are out there, that we will get through this at the end of the day. So again, fast forward to, I guess, seven or eight months now here in October, um, the industrial market is still doing quite well. I mean, I think a lot of tenants out there and buyers out there were hoping for a major price reduction or the prices to drop significantly, but that did not happen. Um, so for the most part, our clients and our investors and, you know, everyone that we deal with on a day-to-day basis are doing quite well. Um, obviously you do hear the odd story of someone that cannot afford the rent regardless of the government stepping in and you know subsidizing as much as they could but you know you're going to get that story everywhere and it's much better than the office market and, and obviously the retail market so we are quite fortunate to be um playing in the industrial market specifically uh, but i would say for the most part it's doing quite well our vacancy rate's still low it's still hovering around two to two and a half percent um we still have a handful of investors that are looking at uh, finishing off buildings, specking new buildings. Uh, we got about another 500,000 square feet with one landlord, so 280,000 square feet in the east end, and then another 150, and then another 50,000 square feet that are going to be getting specked over the next, you know, three to five years. So there's a healthy pipeline. Um, well, without me rambling on too much, but I, I, I think. What we're going to see here moving forward is all the uncertainty with, okay, how are we going to pay for this? Because right now we're in trillions of, of debt. Um, the government has not admitted it, but I think we all know it's coming. So when the government revisits their budgets, 
the interesting part is, okay, now what's going to happen? Our taxes are probably going to go up. Our, uh, not just our personal, but our property taxes, the rent relief programs will be over. Uh, just expenses in general will be going up. And I think that's when we're really going to feel the pain. Again, I'm not trying to be a bear of bad news, but I think we will start feeling more pain then because right now we've kind of put a bandaid on it. We stopped the bleeding a little bit and then now it's going to be a slow kind of process trying to refix and re I guess recoup the money that we've spent over this last uh, you know, six to eight months. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I I agree with you with, with that is and that's what I've heard from quite a few uh, different investors is that like right now because the government just f flooded the market with so much money and the U.S. did the exact same uh, that right now everything's still everything's fine like uh, everything's like well it's it's not fine fine but everything is not as bad as what people expected it to be with like you know the crash and you know probably the investors were looking at you know the auto real estate market and being like oh you know like prices are going to go down so maybe i can pick up some properties uh but that didn't happen because there's just been an influx of money to you know help uh, pretty much you know help stabilize the market uh and yeah i i i do believe that over the coming years when the because you know like the the government's taking this money from somewhere right so they're they're, they're mm. bringing this money yeah. from somewhere <laughs> So when, you know, when they go back and now they're going to start raising stuff, that's when, you know, you're probably going to see things start to drop uh, in the coming years and stuff. So what, so like over the past couple of years, has the industrial market just been considerably just rising, rising, rising? Like did, did this take a bit of a slump or did it, is it still back up to where it was like in 2019? Yeah. So if, if we even backdate a little bit further, when I first joined the business, we were doing deals at 850 to nine, nine bucks. Everything was basically under $10 a square foot net, uh, obviously plus your tax and operating costs and whatnot, but, but it's astronomically gone up uh, um, over the last three years. And people, sorry, and people kind of ask why, um, but it's because Ottawa's got low vacancy rates. We've got landlords that, um, you know, we, we don't have really, a, Leading up to this, we never really had a traditional developer that would go out there and just spec hundreds and thousands of square feet. Um, and, and now we have these investors that are looking at doing that just because of how higher net rents are. I mean, again, it kind of varies you know, from square footage to square footage, but if you look at a, a two to 5,000 square foot deal, we're seeing net rents pushing $18 a square foot uh, or, you know, like $15 a square foot. And then, and now new builds because our construction costs are so high and land costs are so high. We're even seeing, uh, deals done at $16 a square foot net out in VARS, which is about 15 minutes outside of Ottawa. And that's ranging from 10,000 square feet to 50,000 square feet. So, um, it's unfortunate because again, we have high development costs. We have the land is, is significant significantly um, skyrocketed in the last couple of years and then construction costs are so high like to build an industrial building it's around $200 a square foot but we don't have those you know economies of scale like the larger markets like Toronto and Vancouver where they've got these large developers that are you know specking half a million square feet or they've got uh, 100,000 square foot tenants in the hopper and they'll go build the rest of the building for them so it's a different market to play in it's a challenge it's really hard to explain to tenants and, and groups that aren't from Ottawa to say, this is why Ottawa is so expensive. It is what it is. Like we're working on a deal right now and the group's going, I can't fathom paying, you know, 10 to 12 bucks a square foot over a seven year deal with those escalations. So 
and he explained them like that is a pretty good deal here in the Ottawa market for roughly 15,000 square feet. So there's definitely uh, challenges and uh, <laughs> it's hard to explain to some groups, but it is what it is. Um, I, I don't see the net rents for industrial space going down anytime soon, if ever. They'll plateau. They definitely will plateau because it won't be sustainable to be paying, you know, anything over 1250 to 14 bucks a square foot is just it's astronomical. It, it's, it's too expensive. So we'll see what happens. I mean, it'll be very interesting uh, to see what happens here. Uh, Know, in the next year or so yeah yeah so um but is it lot is it like a lot of uh, outside capital that's coming in that's uh you know like is it outside investment groups that are coming to ottawa to you know you know construct these industrial buildings and stuff like that or is it more like ottawa-based companies uh that are it's starting more, to uh, yeah no it's definitely more ottawa-based companies and it's funny we're seeing a lot of private capital groups uh that are doing it you know, we've got a, a landlord, uh, Mega Holdings, Ramesh Sarna, who came to Canada years and years and years ago, opened up a furniture company, and now he's got over half a million square feet of industrial product, uh, simply because he's had uh, the courage to go inspect these buildings. And I'm a huge believer, if you build it, they will come, and it's very true. Uh, if you have a sign out there that says design, build, uh, 100,000 square feet, well, that sign's going to sit there for a very long time whereas if you have a sign out there saying for lease occupancy august 2021 or whatever it is you will see tenants come because they will see that there's construction going on and there will be a building there in x amount of months or years so um we don't really have a large industrial developer from out of um you know montreal or toronto or uh, any of those larger markets we do have one actually, this, this group I'm wearing here, Rose Fellow, they're uh, brand new. They started about eight months ago. They bought some land in Montreal uh, and then they also bought land in Castleman, which is about 35 minutes outside of Ottawa. And they're planning on specking, you know, a couple hundred thousand square feet. So again, it would be a lot easier if you had a tenant in play, but it's hard to get a tenant dude prior to a building going up in this market. You know, in Toronto and Vancouver and the larger markets, a little bit easier, but here in Ottawa, it's a, it's a challenge. So. Um, to answer your question, no, we, we don't have too many groups coming from out of town that are saying, hey, let's be in Ottawa. Oh, okay, okay. And, and, and what are the majority of like tenants looking for? Are they looking for like light industrial, heavy industrial, like lo logistical sort of like, uh, you know, logistical bay sort of stuff for trucks and all that sort of stuff? Or what, what, what are they sort of looking for? Well, yeah, that's a really good point you bring up. So there's a mixed bag and it's a healthy mixed bag of groups. Right now, we're seeing a lot of logistics firms, and it's specifically because of Amazon. They've got their million square feet on Amazon on uh, Boundary Road, and they're now building 450,000 square foot building, escalating to or expanding to 2.8 million square feet in Barhaven there, just off the 416. So we're seeing a lot of groups that are kind of hovering around them because they know that there's going to be business for them if they can situate themselves here in Ottawa and can accommodate their... Uh, there are large masses of packages coming and going you know, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, you know, we, we did a deal with a large uh, career company just out on Boundary Road, uh, 20,000 square feet for 10 years. Uh, we're seeing a lot more career companies and logistics firms that are saying, hey, we need to be here specifically because of Amazon. And uh, yeah, we're doing a fair amount of those deals. That being said, we still are doing the light industrial users, small manufacturing, the heavy industrial users that need that heavy uh, outdoor storage and parking and, and whatnot. Um, but for the most part, 
recently it's been uh, logistics users. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, and, and, and the majority of tenants, like like you're saying, like the logistical people are looking around where Amazon are building right now. So that must be like a hot spot right now for, uh, you know, those types of industrial buildings where people want to be around Amazon to sort of pick up that business that's going to be coming from them. Yeah, no, exactly. And we uh, just adjacent from Amazon, we've got up to 25 acres. Uh, we're in the process of putting on the market for sale slash for lease. We have the developer that owns it who's uh, got plans to build up to half a million square feet of industrial product. Again, they won't go inspect that here in auto because that's too big of a risk, but they would consider putting up, you know, 100,000 square feet at a time and leasing it out. So we're just going through the homework and studies of that to see what our best option is. And then uh, I hope that we can uh, get some traction on it because it's right across the street from Amazon. Um, again, 417 highway accessibility into Montreal and into Ottawa. It, it really is a great area, and there's a reason why Amazon went over there. Okay, okay. And, and uh, so, uh, besides Amazon, are you seeing other other areas that are getting some pretty interesting uh, movement with like industrial class buildings, like you know, in Canada or anywhere, like, or maybe is it more like the east side or south, or where where, where are you sort of seeing some more like growth happening? Yeah, a lot of the growth is happening in, uh, I would say it's, it's Ottawa as a whole, but for the markets specifically, um, the East End has always been very strong. It's where our largest industrial space is. It's called Belfast-Sheffield uh, area. Um, and then, you know, within Canada, where there's super low vacancy rates, I'd almost consider it, you know, 0.5 or even 0% vacancy. Um, we do have a landlord there that's specking 100,000 square feet that will be ready in about a year and a half time from now. So, um, yeah, there's, there's a, it's, it's, it's a mixed bag, right? And then we are seeing our industrial market expand out to Hawthorne and Rideau Road. Um, and that's where we've got, you know, 60 acres of land conditionally sold to, again, a variety of, of groups, uh, whether they're small investors or storage groups and whatnot. So that's another node that's going to be expanding. And, Again, it's, it's Ottawa, so it, it, it happens, but it happens very slowly where we see the market to expand. Um, but yeah, for the most part, there's some healthy growth that we are seeing. And, you know, it's nothing like Toronto or Vancouver or Montreal as they keep bringing up those large markets, but it's still a healthy market to, uh, to be active in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I remember talking to you previously and about uh, there was a I think it was a lady that was doing something in Toronto and she gave you like she, she like sort of like, you know, referred a deal down here. And this was like a small deal to her or something, because like over there with the amount of like industrial space that they have, it's like insane. The this type of like, you know, the type of buildings they're selling and the type of square footage they're leasing, uh, which is. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, in Toronto. They're doing uh, 50,000 square foot plus to, to deals that are 700,000 square feet. Like that's not unheard of. Here in Ottawa, our average deal size is probably 5,000 square feet to 20,000 square feet. Um, that's why you really got to have a, a grasp on the market and you got to have those listings to get your name out there. Um, or else you'll be, uh, you'll be having a hard time kind of getting your name out there and having people understand who you are and what you do. So um, again, it's a great market to work in here in Ottawa. I think Ottawa is quite underrated, actually, as a city as a whole. It, it's a beautiful city. Again, you can get to cottage country from, you know, within an hour. You're not having to be in that terrible traffic and whatnot. Um, and no, we're very fortunate to have a large office here and a good presence. We've got a lot of uh, the, the, I guess the overall industrial market. We have a very good grip on it. So, um, again, you can't compare it to the larger markets, but it's still a very strong market here. 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 that's pretty interesting. So, are, are, are you seeing any companies doing some, like, uh, you know, with, like, the technology advancements that are happening right now with, you know, like, 5G and all that sort of stuff? Are you seeing anything like that's happening with industrial buildings that's, like, you know, with the tech side of it? Uh, are you seeing, like, anything new that's being put into buildings or tenants are looking for in buildings? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that's specifically new. Um uh, regarding you know, technology-wise, I mean, most of these buildings that we um, we have under construction right now are, are typical, you know, 32-foot clear height. Um, we've got, uh, you know, the dock loading doors. So, for example, the one in VARS 379 Corduroy Road is 100,000 square feet. We just finished construction in August. It's uh, got two dock doors every 5,000 square feet. They've got the levelers. They've got the lights. They've got the automatic garages. Got everything, all the bells and whistles, LED lights, auto, all automatic. Um, at the end of the day, an industrial building is just a large box. So there's nothing that's too spectacular about it. I mean, if you went into Amazon's building or Giant Tiger's facility out in Johnstown, that's 600,000 square feet, you would see the robotics, you would see everything. It's, it's absolutely stunning and it's amazing to see what uh, us humans could come up with to pull packages and then throw them on a trailer. But for the most part, um, no, these buildings are just large boxes that can, uh, can accommodate basically anything inside them. So. Um, nothing, nothing too uh, out of the ordinary. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess that would probably be more with like the office spaces where, uh, well, office space market must is just like, must be in a huge change up right now with like, you know, with new technology coming in and how they're going to be doing stuff. And then also with COVID and then spacing and all that sort of stuff, it must be just like, <laughs> must be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The office space is definitely, um, Listen, I think it will come back. Like it's, it's definitely changed. There's no question. I don't think it's going to come back to hundred percent. I do think people will be working from home uh, more often and have that flexibility. The biggest thing to me, and I think most of these business owners and, and governments and, and sectors and whatnot is that is a productivity level. The productivity level can be just as good, if not better Then by all means, have your employees work from home two to three days a week or whatever makes sense. But I, I don't know. Like I'm not, uh, I don't focus on that asset class too, too much. So, you know, I do, I do know that if I was a business owner and I was looking for more space, I would put that on hold right now because of all the uncertainty. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's expensive. Also yeah. office space is expensive. It's an investment for that group. Um, you know, it's a place where you want to bring your employees in and collaborate. But I think a lot of people are kind of getting used to these zoom calls and, and, and whatnot. So, I don't know, at the end of the day, I, I hope and I do think it will go back to somewhat normal, but I don't think it's going to be at the 100% mark where everyone was going in the office, you know, five days a week. Um, I don't I don't think it will be like that. Yeah, yeah. So how, 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 how have you sort of found that? Like, did, did you like, do you miss the office environment? Or do you actually prefer working at home uh, and doing stuff like this? Like, how, how have you sort of found it? Yeah, no. For, so for me, it's different. I'm only 25 years old. I don't have kids, not married. I do have a girlfriend, but I, I don't, I, I don't have those at home, uh, I guess, struggles and, and challenges. Um, so it's, it's different, but uh, for me, it, it was, it was hard at first, you know, I was going into the office every day and obviously I'm on the road a lot with tours and whatnot, but um, to not have your double monitors, to not have your support staff, your printing, your scanning, and then just that social aspect of, of being in the office and socializing with everybody I miss and going for drinks at the end of the week every so often and, and Christmas parties and summer socials and, and gatherings. 
again, I miss that a lot. I'm a very social guy and I like getting out. Um, but we've made it work. Again, I went out and I bought a monitor right away to make sure I can have my dual screen so I can have an email on one and PowerPoints on other or whatever I'm working on. Um, but yeah, it, it's a challenge for sure. And we've now been allowed back into our office with all of these restrictions, which has been great. But, um, you know, we're not quite there yet where we can all be in at once and we're all gathering together in the boardroom to go over our, you know, strategies for the week or whatever it is. So, um, for me, I've been very fortunate during COVID. Um, but I can only imagine if I had a family and, you know, a couple of young kids running around, uh, how that would be when you're on these calls, right. And, and whatnot, it'd be hard to focus. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that's fully understandable. So, uh, I, I know we're coming to the end here and, and thank you for like, uh, thank you for answering all those, uh, the, the great questions and stuff and well with the answers and stuff. Uh, so, uh, is there anything else that you'd want to add, uh, you know, anything else about the industrial market, anything that's new that's happening at all? Yeah. I mean, listen, without disclosing too much, there's, there's going to be a lot of new, uh, and exciting things to come to Ottawa. We've got some large groups that are seriously looking at, uh, making Ottawa their home. Uh, and this is talking up to, you know, half a million square feet. It's going to create jobs. It's going to create a lot of uh, noise in the market. Um, you know, we've got a, a few other projects that we're working on that are getting a little bit smaller, but again, they're going to create more space and more square footage. Um, so yeah, it's, it's again, like it's a great market to be in. Um, if you're ever looking to get into the commercial side of things, uh, it's definitely a grind. I guess for all those younger people out there, cause I'm one of them, like I'm only 25 years old. It's definitely a grind, but you know, with the hard work and time and, and just kind of, sitting back and listening to the others around you, good things will come. Um, but that, uh, again, over time and uh, putting those, those long hours and long days in, that uh, good things do come. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a growing market. And it's funny, I was speaking with my father the other night just about uh, the real estate market and how things have changed. There's a lot of younger people like myself that are coming up into it and the older are kind of phasing out of it. So. Um, there's a great opportunity here in Ottawa for young people to to get into this market and get a good grip on things. Um, yeah, so I would suggest to anyone that's looking at that is do your best, reach out to um, to people uh, in Ottawa here that uh, manage these offices, whether it's Sean Hamilton at CBRE, there's you know our competitors, Collier's, Fishman, Davis and Young, they're all you know great firms. Again, we're we're the best. <laughs> But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a great industry and it's a very tight knit community. Uh, the industrial, sorry, the commercial real estate market, very tight knit. So, yeah, yeah, that 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 yeah, that is very true. Yeah, with uh, the, the everybody sort of knows everybody in, in, in the commercial real estate world and stuff, which is which is pretty cool. Um, so uh, yeah. before we actually go, uh, where can people actually find out more about, you know, your, your team and what you guys are doing? And let's say if they're looking to buy real estate or, you know, lease a space or something like that, how, how could they get into contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they can go on our website and type in Matt Shackle or Ian Shackle, CBRE Ottawa. You'll, you'll see our bios. You'll see all of our contact information there. Uh, you can go on LinkedIn again under my name, Matt Shackle. You'll or Ian Shackle. You'll be able to see us. You can shoot us a message on there or whatever makes sense, or give us a call. You'll see all of our information online, and uh, we're always happy to have a chat and you know discuss the not just the industrial market but the overall commercial real estate market. We're always uh, happy to chat about that. 
Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, guys, well, thank you. Uh, if, 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 if you made it to the end here, thank you very much, uh, for listening all the way through, uh, like again, uh, is just, you know, subscribe, like, leave a comment, please. Uh, and uh, if you can go over to Apple Podcasts now and, you know, like and leave a review, uh, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you guys go onto LinkedIn and check out uh, Matt Shackle. You know, you can see some of his posts, some of the buildings that he's sold and also get sort of a, a little bit more knowledge about what's happening with the industrial market in uh, Ottawa. Well, it was ha great having you on the show, Matt. Thanks, Max. I really appreciate it, man. And I, uh, I hope you all the best. Awesome.